another episode of Inside the Recording Studio. I am Jody Whitesides, and with me as always is Mr. Chris Hellstrom. How are you today, Chris? I am actually a little bit under the weather, but Boom. I'm going to try to rise above here and be a pro. So if I start talking about sailboats or anything, just, just stop <laughs> Cut me. you off right? and move on. Right. All right. Yeah. No, apart from that, I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I am yeah. ready to get into a little bit of a hyper mode because we're talking about what? The hyper switch. Yes. From? Seymour Duncan, baby. Yeah. This is cool. This is something that we both saw at NAMM. We did. And we both went like, wow, that's really cool. Yes, and we so, mentioned that very much so on the NAM episode a few weeks back. So now we've had a chance to actually play with this device. What exactly is it, Chris? It's a replacement five-way switch mm -hmm. that works with any passive guitar pickup that you may have. And it's fully programmable via an app that is available for your mobile device. It's powered by a nine volt battery, mm -hmm. but you basically can store settings on all those five positions that you have in the switch. And you can do all sorts of fun stuff that we'll get into a little bit later with that. But the flexibility is what floored both you and I when we saw it in NAMM. Exactly. Right? And just to reiterate, it is for passive guitar pickups only not for anything active, unfortunately. Yet, anyway, right? I'm not At sure if that point, will... Yes. Right. It's also important to point out here, I think, as well, because guitar players can be a little bit technophobic sometimes. But <laughs> it, is, it is strictly an analog thing. There's no emulation or anything that's going on here. And if this sounds somewhat familiar to some of us old-timers, right, there, there are other switching systems that have been around. Like, you know, they used to have in the Tom Anderson guitars and it was another manufacturer that had something that was promised to change the game as it were. But and you had I'll to buy the whole that. guitar that went with it to do that. That's right. So this is definitely the smoothest implementation that I've seen. Right. I think it's badass, man. I think it's really, really cool. The one thing to really note is that, as we've mentioned at the top here, it is a five-way switch, and it looks just like a five-way switch, and it feels mm -hmm. just like a five-way switch. Yeah. So there's nothing to get used to there, <laughs> right. right? So it's just more flexible. And why would you not want that? Well, right? the idea here from Seymour Duncan, as it was explained to us at NAM, as they were targeting more of the producer session guitar player kind of guys with this thing. Yeah. And obviously the uh, flexibility that that would afford, right? Where you can just have it, not necessarily even just the tonal options, right? But assign pickup configurations to whatever slot that you want on your five-way. If you're just a strap player, we know that this is how it's wired, right? And it's not like you couldn't change it, but you generally have to take it to your tech and experiment and this and that. Well, now when you, you say experiment and take it mm -hmm. to your tech, you're referring to the old school version of a five-way switch. Yes, where sir. position one is the bridge pickup, position two is bridge and middle, position three is the middle, position four is middle and neck, and position five is just the neck pickup. And if you want to modify beyond that on a standard five-way switch – 
you either have to be handy with a soldering iron or you have to take it to somebody who is that can mess around <laughs> with it. And of course that involves taking the strings off, that involves taking the pick guard off if it has a pick guard or coming from the backside of the guitar if it's slotted up through the back. All these kind of things take a lot of time to get you to more esoteric settings on the five-way switch. Right. And then if you throw humbucking pickups into the mix as well, so like you have two humbuckers and a single in the middle or whatever configuration you have, mm -hmm. you can naturally have it wired so that you would do in certain configurations that would be out of phase and stuff. It's generally complicated to do if you don't know what you're doing. Exactly. Right. Here, it's instantaneous, right? So you can just do it through the app. Right. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. essentially what Chris is attempting to tell you here is that this opens up all kinds of options when it comes to the five-way switch concept and multiple pickups in a guitar. Right. What I was trying to get there as well, and I have to blame my medication, but please bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, things that you can do with, you can split your humbuckers, you could change the face of the pickups, you can change the polarity, you can have like the north and the south coils in different configurations, all of that kind of stuff. What all of that means to me is kind of like less important what's actually going on, but it's more for the sound, right? But what it does is that it really allows you a lot of tonal flexibility when we're kind of doing that. Right. So. And the interesting thing with this, and you mentioned the app very briefly, it is for your mobile device, either your phone or your tablet, and it comes with an interface that you set up that represents your guitar once you've got it connected to your device. You tell it, I have this kind of pickup in the neck, I have this kind of pickup in the middle, and I have this kind of pickup in the bridge. And once you have that you literally can just tap things on the screen to see and hear the changes to the pickup. Yeah, right. And, and that was, even at NAMM when we saw it, that was like, wow, that's freaking cool. Because yeah, the interface looks great. There's no question yeah. about it. And we couldn't really real hear time. it, but now we've this had a chance true. to put these <laughs> in our own guitars and hear that it, it's a whole other ball game, which is why we're doing an entire episode just on this device alone. <laughs> yeah. And it is via Bluetooth, right? So that, yes. that's why- the, That's why the you need the 9-volt battery. Right. For what's added to the five-way switch there. But it just connects and then somebody's going to think initially like, well, do I need to have my phone with me when I play? The answer to that is no. It's just when you're programming the switch to, to do whatever it is it. you want it to do. Yes. Right. So that's what I think was like the really seamless thing, right? And the fact that you can experiment so much with reversing phase on pickups and all these kind of things, and you hear the results in real time. So it really, really encourages experimentation. And I know I had a lot of fun with this and, and came up with some kind of cool results, and, and I'm sure you did too. Yes, I did. But before we actually start talking about those things, let's talk about how the installation process can go. How about yeah. your experience in installing one of these things in one of your guitars? Mine was really straightforward and pretty easy. I actually did it myself. I should preface that by saying that I'm not somebody who generally enjoys working on their guitar. 
I prefer to give it off to the tech. But this is so stupid simple. The mm -hmm. guitar I put it in had a five-way switch. I had Seymour Duncan pickups in it. Still do have that. <laughs> I had a uh, hot rail in the bridge position and a cool rail in the neck. No middle pickup. Since it was Seymour Duncan pickups, they're color-coded. So there's no soldering involved apart from Taking soldering. Taking it off the, the, of the volume had in there, yeah. Right. It's just a matter of cleaning up the connectors a little bit once you unsolder them from your old system. Mm -hmm. And you don't even solder them into this thing. It's just a screw driver that comes with it. And it's really, really easy to do. Well, so and the fact that me, it's also a Seymour Duncan device and you had Seymour Duncan pickups, you yeah. just follow the color code right there. It's pretty simple. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's so easy guitar players can do it, right? right? Yeah, so for me, it was really straight ahead. No problem at all. Really, really easy. I think it took me half hour, if that. Oh, that's right. pretty quick. Yeah. You didn't and, put your uh, tone knob though, right? No, that's true. The guitar I have it in, I never really use my tone knobs. Mm. So they're just there for decoration to not have two <laughs> holes. <laughs> I didn't bother with that. I might in the future because as you will explain that there's some pretty cool functionality that comes along with that. Yes. I also was fortunate enough that in the body cavity, I had room for the nine volt. Right. It was no extra routing or anything like that. So for me, it's like it was a really straightforward process. Now, yours was a little bit more elaborate, though. So maybe tell us about that. Yes. I chose to put this into a guitar that has a five-way switch in it. It is an Ibanez or Ibanez, depending on how you like to pronounce it, Universe. Universe number 96, which is kind of fun because that's so still crazy to me know, that you right? have that number. <laughs> I don't, anyway, I took it to the guy that builds my guitars and does a lot of the work on my guitars because I felt it would be fun to have somebody that knows what they're doing to do it for one. And two, I have multiple different pickups in it. I do not have all of the standard what came with the universe pickups in it. And the reason for that is, is the bridge pickup is a custom-built Seymour Duncan custom seven-string pickup that I had made before they started making seven-string pickups. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And I hadn't really seen it since the day I got it and put it in. The middle pickup that I have is the original DiMarzio pickup casing but it was sent off to Canada at one point because of an old Canadian music roommate that I had who pleaded with me to have it rewired by some guy he knew up in Canada. And then I got it back and put it in roughly around the same time I had the custom Seymour Duncan made. And then the neck pickup is a standard what came with the guitar DiMarzio humbucker as well. And in yeah. pulling it apart, the Seymour Duncan... I had no idea how they actually made it, but it was obvious in looking at it a few days ago when I had the switch put in. We looked at it, and my tech, Justin, who did it, he was like, did you have this made? And I said, yeah. And we're looking at it, and it's because the bottom plate, you can tell that they took two six-string pickups and cut them and planted them together. <laughs> I don't know how they did the magnets and all that kind of stuff, but they had not been building seven-string pickups at that time. Now they obviously have seven, eight, nine-string pickups, I think, so it's no big deal for them anymore. Anyway, we attempted to put everything back in once we got the switch in, and it was 
quite simple, removing the solder, sticking the wires in, color-coded. The Seymour Duncan was obviously the easiest. The single-coil middle pickup was also easy because the Houghton ground leads are obvious. But the DiMarzio pickup required a little bit of searching on the internet to find out what wires went where. Yeah, because their color coding is different from the Seymour Duncan thing. We got that sorted out, stuck it in, screwed it all in into the switch, put the switch back in, attempted to put the pick guard back on and realized, oh, shit, there's not enough room here. (laughs) (laughs) So the Ibanez is not routed for like a whole lot of room in the universe for some reason for a wider, slightly more in-depth five-way switch. In addition to that, it also has the tone knob along with the volume knob, and there wasn't even room for putting the 9-volt in. So the tech had to keep it for an extra night, take it to his shop shop where he builds guitars, and route out more area and space for the switch and the 9-volt. Then I got it back the next day, plugged it in at his guitar shop, played around with the app real quick after I got it connected to the hyper switch. And they were also floored by the fact that I'm sitting here, oh, let's try what this would do. And bing, and hit and touch the screen. And all of a sudden, <laughs> the sound just changes dramatically. And they're like, whoa, that's really wild. Obviously, if you have a guitar that already has a five-way switch and it's designed for a nine-volt battery and whatnot, your installation process is going to be quite simple as per Chris's installation. But it's also possible that you take your guitar apart and you realize, oh, wow, there might need to be some modifications that need to be made for your guitar in order to fit this stuff in. And that was my experience. Yeah. Overall, they're pretty straightforward. And to keep in mind there, just to reiterate that this works with, obviously, you had some custom pickups and a DiMarzio and the custom Seymour Duncan there. Right. And they were all passive, so it worked just fine. Yeah. One other thing to note is that both of the switches that Chris and I got came pre-wired for the 9-volt battery. And they do very specifically say in the installation instructions, be careful how the 9-volt battery connection is wired. And I believe it's because if you wire it backwards and you plug it into the battery, you probably fry the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what to so, say. You could potentially fry the unit where it's beyond repair. So, right. so we were fortunate that. in that that it already came wired with the battery connector. Right. And in terms of other fortunate things, let's take a word from our sponsors. And we're back. We're going to jump over here to our initial impressions and how we started setting things up once we had these things installed in our respective guitars. And Chris, you're going to kick it off by telling us what your favorite settings are for this. Well, first, let me just say that I had a lot of fun experimenting with this. Mm-hmm. And even though I have it in just a two-pickup guitar, they are rails, so they're essentially stacked single coil, so they're, for all intents and purposes, humbuckers, right? So right. that affords me a fair bit of flexibility as compared to if I had just three single coils, that there wouldn't be as many options. Right. Plenty of options still. But what I was doing was I was experimenting with little things and also something that I have always kind of wanted to do, just never enough to take it to a tech and have it done that way, <laughs> but is to change up how I use the five-way switch and which pickup is where. Right. So while I'm in position number one all the way down, right, I'll still have my 
full bridge humbucker. Mm-hmm. Normally when you play clean stuff, or at least when I play clean stuff, I'm in position number four, which would be the neck and middle pickup right. normally, right? The process then for me is always like hit the switch up all the way and then bring it back on for like live use and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit of a pain. So now I could correct this with this. So I, what I did is I had that same sort of configuration for my clean sound, but that's now in spot number five. <laughs> nice. So Because then I can just kind of hit it up and then I'm on clean, right? Right. So then what to do with if I just want the neck humbucker? Well, mm-hmm. that's now in position number two instead. So if I'm playing bridge humbucker all the way down, just come up one step and it's the neck. Right. That was one thing I did. But then I went a little bit further. I toyed with the idea of actually having one position as a kill switch where I had no pickups active, right? Because yeah. you can actually do that. Right. I didn't do that this time, but you know, with presets and stuff, I probably will in the future. I went a little bit more esoteric. So now what I have on my middle spot, third spot, I'm using both pickups, but they are split. I'm just using south coils on both of those to give me a little bit of a thinner sound. Works great for clean stuff, but also kind of dirty kind of things where you just want a little bit more of a kind of a scoop tone. So I thought that was kind of cool. Right. And then the last spot then in this case, spot number four, I just went nuts with the experimentation. And I wanted something that was going to give me like a really, really clean, almost like a scooped sound that's not going to be nice and full, but just almost like an effect or like an 80s clean DI guitar type of thing. And I accomplished that with just playing around with the phase and coil taps and all this kind of stuff. And I ended up with something. And talking about what I actually did doesn't make any sense unless you hear it. You just (laughs) kind of have to play around with it. Again, two pickup system, there's a lot of flexibility. So I really enjoyed this thing. And I see a lot of uses for it. I really, really liked it. That's where I'm sitting right now, but I'll probably play more with it in the future. What about you, though? What did you do? Because you're Mr. Preset, man. You you have presets for everything. So Yes. To describe these preset situations, you have this five-way switch. All the way down is one, and then it goes up sequentially to five when it's all the way up. The app allows you to actually reverse that in case you put it in backwards or in the case of an installation where if you do reverse it because it would fit better without having to route your guitar, which didn't work for me. We tried to reverse it. It still didn't fit. I had to route the guitar. But that's a nice option if you don't it if is. you don't have to and you don't want to route your guitar. Yeah, the so. app will actually allow you to reverse the, the order of the switch. That being said, each one is considered a setting that can be saved in and of itself Once you have five settings, you can save those five settings, or even if you don't use five settings, you can save whatever settings you have as an actual preset. And then you can name the preset and do crazy stuff later. For me, once I got home with it, after messing around with it at the shop, I thought, well, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to set it up as a normal guitar where this is originally how it was wired before I put the hyper switch in. Position one, bridge humbucker. Position two, bridge humbucker, middle, single coil. Position three, single coil in the middle. Position four, the neck humbucker and the middle single coil. And then position five, the neck humbucker. I also left the tone knob in. And 
this is where I should mention the fact that the tone knob in and of itself has three settings in the app interface. You get off where it takes the tone knob out of the signal chain from the pickup to the amp and the output. Then it has a first setting, which is like this grade setting. And that's your tone knob as it is, as it's actually wired in the guitar. And then they have a blue setting, which is the third setting for the tone knob, which changes the tone knobs output and homage, I believe it is, so that you retain a bit more of the high end, but it changes the actual quality of how it tapers. And it's pretty wild. It's a subtle change, but it works. So my first group of five was set up as the normal guitar, saved as a preset. Then I took all the pickups and the five-way positions that it was, still left the tone knob the same, but reversed them all because that's one of the options is you can reverse the output of the pickups. Then I did another one where I did the standard one with the tone knob set to the change in tone. And I then copied that and did it again as all of them reversed. Now, in playing around with it before I start getting into real esoteric settings on it, because I haven't quite saved any presets with the esoteric settings yet, but I will. The humbuckers come with all of these different things. And Chris kind of mentioned it with the fact that you can... Play it as the full humbucker. Then you can play it in the full humbucking mode in reverse. Then you can reverse the phase of the coils in and of themselves. Then you can tap the coils. There's also two settings, one called, I believe it's PR, and the other one's PRP. And that is you're reversing the coil, and one of them is hot going into it, the other one is you're reversing it and it's hot coming out of it. I don't understand what all that actually means, but when I listen to it, there are subtle variations on it and it's really wild. <laughs> yeah, it's bottom line, it sounds cool. It does so sound it, cool. You know. And essentially each humbucker gets you roughly around seven settings. And if Something you've got like three of them with seven settings, well, it's seven times seven times seven. So it becomes huge. Now I have two humbuckers and a single coil. And the single coil only has two settings. You've got your normal phase and then your reverse phase. I don't have as many as seven times seven times seven. I have like seven times two times seven. So it's, it's still a crazy amount of options that I can move in with. But that being said, there are some drawbacks to this, don't you think? There, there are. All the options that you mentioned there, you could, your head starts spinning, right? Option you can easily get lost yeah. in that, right? <laughs> Option paralysis. But obviously, you need to have or be able to fit a 9-volt into your guitar. Mm -hmm. And if not, you need to do some routing, right? As with active pickups, your 9-volt can die. I guess that's a drawback that you need to be prepared for if you're playing live or something. That's not ideal, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. That's your standard guitar care. Right. If you're an active pickup guy, I have a lot of EMGs in a few of my guitars, so it would not work on those. If you're one of those guys, this is not for you. Also, it's a five-way switch only at the time. If you're like a Les Paul kind of guy, you have a three-way switch, again, this is not going to work. It would require currently. heavy modification to put one in for that. Right. Another thing that both you and I pointed out at NAM, and we thought, ooh, that would be cool. Right. And but it's I, not implemented yet. Yeah. Do you want to take that yeah, one? Yeah, I'll take this up because I already like miss the fact that this doesn't do this yet. 
And I'm hoping yeah. that there's maybe some simple firmware upgrade that they can do. And then you just have to maybe lose one of your tone knob inputs because you can put two tone knobs into this thing. It's the volume. When you start messing around with some of the options that you can do, not only does it change the tone drastically, sometimes it's a very massive difference in volume from one setting to another. And it would be really cool to be able to have a volume level setting in the app itself to allow you to control the output based on whatever it is you're doing with these settings. Because some of the volume changes are rather drastic and it's a little weird if you set it up where one is like super loud and then you go to another that's really phasey sounding but rather quiet. Yeah, especially if you're thinking for live use there. Right? Yeah, I mean, if you're really recording, weird. you can always get around that, but it, it would be handy to have. So let's say if you've got one of these kind of funky settings that you mentioned that drops the output a fair bit, mm-hmm. maybe boost a couple of dB or something would, would be nice. It would be um, nice. And that's not but, currently something that it can do. So hopefully Seymour Duncan will make that happen, but it's not a deal breaker for getting this device. The real question no, I, is, is it yeah. for everybody? Well, that's a good question. I don't think everybody feels like they need that kind of flexibility. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned before as well, I think although this is a completely analog signal path, it, there's no emulation again. It's just that. Well, and it's not running think, through any electronics, technically speaking, either. Right. Yeah, but but I mean, so, but some guitar players are known to be kind of tech phobic, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, 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 it needs to be standard, this and that. It's still a fully analog signal path, and they reiterate right. that in their user guide. So be aware right. that it is analog, not so it, it, Yeah, but I think a lot of people would be excited about it if they tried it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I uh, think it goes beyond the producer and studio guy. Oh, personally. totally. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I was thinking about with this and the tonal control that you get is that even though that I have two rails in my guitar, I can almost emulate the sound of a telly if you're playing around with different options out of phase and switch polarity and that kind of thing. I think for live use as well, it's like it might, you know, allow you to bring one guitar less to the show, if you will. Sure. And if you You can actually bring your phone and your mobile device with you and on the fly switch your presets right there. (laughs) You could do that as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I think that's another thing where the tonal flexibility are so great that you might actually, you need less guitars. I would never encourage anybody to have less <laughs> guitars, but, but the point is still there. What, what about anything else that you think about those? That, that, no, I feel like we've raved about this device enough that it's time for our Friday Finds. Chris, what have you got for us this week? Well, I continue on this guitar trend, and I continue on the Heaviosity trend. I'm a big Heaviosity fan, and they just released Damage Guitars. Now, with a name like that, you know what they sound like. (laughs) So if you're the kind of producer or writer that does like trailer stuff and things, and you don't want to call somebody like me and Jody to do guitars for you, you could use this library. It sounds really, really cool. I mean, I do that kind of stuff anyway, but it's a Heaviosity product, man. So Damaged Guitars by Heaviosity is my find for this Friday. 
And what, what do you have? I'm going with a guitar-oriented type of thing this week as well. I'm going with the archetype Tom Morello, which is a new amp sim from Neural DSP. You can get Tom Morello's Marshall, his cabinet, his foot pedals, and his whammy pedal stuff as well, all in one singular plug-in interface. So if you're a huge Tom Morello fan and you want to combine the HyperSwitch with Tom Morello, you're going to have a lot of freaking options. It's just crazy. Absolutely. You're off to the races. That's right. While we've got your attention, we ask that you go to InsideTheRecordingStudio.com and sign up for our mailing list. You'll need to be on set email list to be eligible for any of our giveaways that we do in the future. And we'll make sure you don't miss any future episodes of this amazing podcast. Send us an email at goldstar, G-O-L-D-S-T-A-R, at InsideTheRecordingStudio.com with the word HyperSwitch, and you'll get something cool back in your inbox. If you have a topic or suggestion for Chris and I to explain in a future episode, contact us at the contact page, and we'll put it into consideration for a future episode. With that, I'll say see you next week. Have a good one, Jody. Thanks for listening, everybody. 